difficulties and it's just hilarious at this point the worst <laughs> anyway yeah um, how have you guys but been how week? <laughs> <laughs> my week was good Stop laughing. um uh, the week was good i think um the sun has come out finally suffering is over yes um, i got but that sun is like from until 2 p.m after that it goes down. it doesn't even matter it's warm enough to wear shorts even that is uh that is a win for me um but i had a good week um yeah didn't have it wasn't super busy but you know those weeks where you still feel like you're so busy but when you think about it you didn't have like many meetings or like many orders yeah but it was a good week overall nice gabani mm-hmm. I had the opposite of that. I feel like this week, if ever there was a time to have meetings, um, I had them this week. There's a day I had meetings from like noon until 5.30 back to back. You know those days where you're just like, why? Um, Yeah, so my week was very busy. And then I had the Zambia meets. It went well. So, yay. Good. Um, Yeah, so my week was okay. It was so busy. You know that busy for, I just want an hour to sit. I was eating. You know when you eat between meetings, but like it's 15 minutes and you're like, do I have time to cook an egg? <laughs> because if I cook the egg, you know, if if I boil the kettle of water, then I can do, like I can have coffee for this meeting. Mm. So it ended up being also a week that I ate very badly. Um, then we've started something new at the gym. Uh-oh. which had me in so much pain so much pain um but yeah that's my week nice when jerker when jerker my week um i felt was like really productive um going back to work and um kind of recovering from covid i still feel like very weak and very sluggish but um i was listening to last week's episode and my voice sounded so yeah, bad you sounded like sick. i didn't even realize like what i sounded like but i was listening back and i was like damn girl you were going through it <laughs> I know. um but i'm feeling because you were. yeah i'm feeling a lot better i still feel like it's not like a hundred percent but i went back to work um i didn't go back to the gym but um that's on the schedule for this week monday we go back um work i was able to catch up really easily i really have good classes this semester and they just do what they're supposed to do you know so all my subs left such good notes being like oh they were so good i even want to just go talk to the principal and tell her how um, good your classes were because they're like just some of the best classes that i've subbed and they were just really sweet they left me like a note on my desk and they all signed it saying i hope you get well well soon and it was just so sweet i just i'm really grateful that i have um really good kids this semester that's nice that's so cool yeah that's really awesome Mm. yum you got our wheel for us i do got the wheel i do i do like a record spin 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 spin
Hey, today we landed on screenplay. Oh, so tell us, watching. what are you watching? Kazani? I watched Greyman the other day. Is that a movie? That? Um, oh, a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie for, um, it has a Ryan and a Chris. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Chris Evans and Ryan, not Reynolds. What's the other Secret. one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that one. I was about to be like Eva Mendes' husband. That one. She go first. Can wow. you just note that she said Ryan Seacrest? Like she's right in a movie. I mean, though. maybe as well, it's, if it's not Ryan Reynolds, which other one? Oh yeah, Gosling. You're right. You're right. Mm, maybe the Kardashians are going to show up. I mean, you can't okay. don't. Nini. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's the movie I watched. Uh how did I feel about it? It was. Chris Evans has a mustache in it and I feel like I don't know who told Hollywood bad guys need to have mustaches but that person needs to be fired because like even when what's Superman's name? Henry Cavill Henry, yeah. Henry Cavill yes the, <laughs> the actor is Henry <laughs> yes okay <laughs> you have to specify your questions with Clark me. Kent yeah. okay so Henry Cavill, um, when he played the bad guy, I think in one of the Mission Impossible movies, she says with confidence, he also had a mustache. I was so bad, and I don't know who told people a mustache is evil. It's just, mm-mm. let's work on like makeup, eyes, something, but we need to like kill the mustache because these men are so hot. And then you put a mustache on them, and it's like, why though? We came here for eye candy. And now it's just I, you know. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you the way you are, What is that? <laughs> but yeah, that's what I, I watched. Be, but now it's just I. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, and then oh of my course gosh. my usual um, podcasts that I watch some of them. So that's what I was doing. The exciting thing, new thing was the movie. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, what are you watching? That's cool. Um, I've started watching The Blacklist. Um, I just felt like I needed something that has like a lot of episodes, so I'm not feeling like I'm committed for a short while. And at least with that, I don't feel the pressure to binge as as much. Um, How many seasons does it have? It has. So it's on Netflix. It has seven seasons at the moment. Um, I'm in season three. So I, when I had started watching Blacklist before, I think I dropped off at like season two. So I still started from season one to kind of refresh, <laughs> refresh my memory of the characters and what the general vibe is. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm watching at the moment. In addition to the regular um, Real Housewives of Dubai. I am. Um, Are you but I no, I'm two episodes behind. Two episodes, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've also been watching a lot of uh, Instagram, like Instagram videos and reels. So I find sometimes I'm not like I feel like Netflix requires like commitment, um, but this other is like short, quick content that I can flow with. So 
I'm really into like Kenyan comedians at the moment. Kina Eunice Mamito, uh, <laughs> um, Terence, Creative, Jugush. Yeah. yeah, so that's that's also content that I'm consuming at the moment. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And you and Jiggy? Personally, I have um, been watching a lot of reality TV. Um, I've been watching Married to Medicine. As per usual, Married to Medicine has, um, they are currently doing, I think it's season eight or nine, something like that. But this season is so fire. Um, I think it's on episode six. So I've been watching Married that. to Medicine is like for their spouses. No, Married to Med is what it's called. However, um, half of them are doctors and half of them are doctors' wives. So actually, majority of them are actually doctors. I think out of the cast of six, maybe like four or five are doctors and then maybe like two or three are not that doesn't so, out so do they <laughs> yes. they show the spouses huh? of the doctors yeah they show so it's just like think of real housewives of anywhere it's just the women that they highlight but then these women just happen to be doctors or married to doctors oh, instead okay. of just like random okay. housewives you know oh, um it's okay. also done by bravo so andy does it so the 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 structure is exactly like housewives mm. to be honest um and they always that go money. on a vacation i see um, they have mm. their the, the, the structure like is pretty similar yeah two people um, who but have then there's beef. also another reality that i've been watching on hbo called sweet life los angeles um it's actually done by isari i think she executive produces it okay and it follows like a group of friends in los angeles um I think their age group, they're around my age. So like 25 to maybe 32, 33 is maybe the age range that they are. And they're all like young professionals trying to make it out here in LA. And it just follows their friend group. Um, I, I really like that reality because it's not focused on a lot of drama. Yes, they do have drama in their friend groups, but it feels more real life problems that you would go through with your friends instead of manufactured drama for TV. You know what I mean? And I'm sure it's still probably scripted to some point. I feel like all reality TV shows these days are somewhat scripted, but this one doesn't feel like as scripted as maybe like a Housewives or something where their drama is like very much manufactured <laughs> mm, i see yeah yeah that's cool makes sense mm. i hear housewives are coming to nairobi also i saw they're doing a nairobi housewives and a pretoria one yeah so those are the two pretoria n- i'd expect yeah nairobi it'll be di- it'll like be interesting say, nairobi i'm just like what's that gonna look like i know no. who's gonna be on it also i can't wait to see i can't wait uh, but i, I was seeing i saw <laughs> i saw on twitter that people were saying right? that it will be hard to find women to do it in nairobi because of kre <laughs> like nobody's trying oh to have uh, <laughs> being included in an in a tax bracket that <laughs> they don't want to be in people's yeah. money is not on the on the up and up or at least yeah it's, i just struggle with seeing what demographic of women are going to be put on a housewives of nairobi you know yeah right like what would that look like yeah i, I don't see any of like my mom's friends soon. doing housewives which is like typically the housewife demographic you know what i mean yeah yeah and yeah i don't You're see right. any of your friends or and my I don't friends know that doing younger. it either yeah right. i don't know that the younger babes would do it but also you might be surprised yeah you're right we'll just wait and see true anyway yeah because nowadays i saw there's a reality show 
a Kenyan one. Um, by I think her name is Betty Chalo. I think yeah, Chalo Culture. Is it Chalo Culture? What is it? Yeah, so on Kenyan TV, like she just like they actually have like they're basically trying. I don't know if they're trying to be the Kardashians. I haven't watched it yet, but like her and her sisters have a reality show. It's her and just her two sisters. So I'm um, like, if that's a vibe that we are doing on our own on local TV, maybe it might catch on. They're on Showmax, no, actually, I, I think. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, anyway. I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah. So that's what we've been watching. Um, Should we give another trigger warning for this week? <laughs> it's the last, I think, of the trigger warning episodes. Um, but for sure. uh, you might be next week. Might also be a trigger warning for some people. Next week is a trigger warning. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. But thank you for the feedback. Please continue to share it with us. We're really um, excited to hear from you, and even just you guys sharing your opinions has been really how do you say eye opening. Um, it's been encouraging us as well. Um, we even have found people who know us and have not known things about us or um, start to see things from different perspectives, which has been interesting. Um, but yeah, we look forward to hearing more. Um, in this episode, we do give disclaimers. We are not giving you professional advice. Um, not at all. Yeah, so everything we're speaking about is from our own experience. So... Um, even as we give the trigger warning in terms of emotional um, triggers uh, as well, we want to say that we are not professionals. So um, seek seek out professional help. Absolutely. Yeah. We're just sharing our story. <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, these are yeah. our thoughts and feelings Hiya. unprofessionally. Y'all ready to jump right into it? Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, welcome to episode. We don't know the number. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know the number. Season episode. one. Welcome to season one. The Actually, one this will likely to. be <laughs> this will likely be um, episode seven. Um, so, in the last episode, uh, you probably had us, um, and maybe the last two episodes, you had us talk about our relationships with our parents and the different ways that that has played out for all of us. Um, basically, having the same experience, but how um, it has affected each of us differently. Uh, we did say early on in uh, the podcast that one of the reasons we felt that this was important to do is. Uh, it might help people think about things differently, whether you are going through your own divorce uh, or you have a friend who might be going through a divorce. From the perspective of the kids, we'd be um, happy to give some thoughts. And that's really what this episode is about. We're going to be talking about um, the psychological effects of divorce on children. Now, of course, we will not be looking at it from a clinical perspective because... Yeah, I was just about to say, we are not professionals. Yeah, we are most certainly not professionals. So this is heavily leaning on our experience. Um, And because each of us have had people come up to us and just kind of ask us what our experience was. And we're aware um, in this day and age, we're all just trying to figure things out one day at a time. So if we can be helpful in this way, uh, we thought that this is uh, an episode we would love to do. Yeah, so... Yeah, and if you have any questions outside of what we'll discuss, you can also just reach out to us and then we'll see what we'll do 
or see how we can help if we need to get someone in, whatever it is. Yeah, as well, if you have been through this situation, maybe um, from a parent perspective or something in, in a different way and would be willing to share your experience or how this episode will impact you, uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. So with that brief intro, I think we can go straight into it. Yeah, so the first thing we're going to be talking about is how old were we when our parents divorced and what you remember of that time so Gavani, i am so interested to know how you were affected through this time or how old you were and whatever because i don't think i've ever heard it i don't know i feel like my version of how i dealt with it is cancelled it so what i do remember is that um so when we said divorce also, we mean, you know, Kenya, it's first separation and then divorce, that kind of thing. So anyway, we're considering the separation, the divorce. Um, but I remember like, because like you guys moved out, just you guys no, being me and mom, you and mom moved out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you guys moved out. So I remember we were at an uncle's house and then we were brought to the house in Westlands. And that's the day we were opening school. So we went to school, me and Yam. And then we were told that um, Vava would pick us up. So that was normal, whoever would pick us, whatever. And then he picked us up, but we had slept in Westlands that night and gotten ready in Westlands. Um, so we'd gone with And Westlands bag, is where me and my mom Like moved. where you guys had moved to. Mm-hmm. And then we got to the house. And I remember we walked into Westlands being confused because there's like a bookcase that you sit in a certain position like the fridge was one of the fridges was in the house and i was just so confused because there's no no explanation was given about what was happening but i remember when we were picked and we got to the house because i don't know that vava had been to the house before so when we walked in it was the silence of seats missing like it felt like you know <laughs> you know how in movies they still you're talking rapture. about Baba going back to his house. Yes, so all he of us us going from school back all of you guys. Okay. So he picked us from school. He was in Mombasa for a trip or something like that. Okay, so that's why you had stayed in Westlands. Mm-hmm. We were at an uncle's house first. We were in Buruburu. Oh, okay. Then we were picked from Buruburu, brought to Westlands, uh-huh. and then dropped to school. By mom. By mom. And okay. she was like, your father will pick you up. Okay. So he can pick us up because that's what would normally happen anyway. Mm-hmm. And then... The three of us arrived now at Upper Hill. Okay. Together, he opened the door and he was just like, you know that thing for all of us being just like, eh? You know what I mean? Because yeah. he didn't like, he didn't know it had happened. I think I, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. couch is missing, one fridge is gone. You know, like the dining table is gone. The house was like, genu- you know, like Empty. how rapture in the <laughs> movies they make rapture sound like. It's like you called for your sister and she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, is that's distinctly that's there. That's the trauma of reading. What are that those books called? Left Behind. Left Behind. <laughs> exactly. I didn't but even watch felt, those movies. Yeah, but it felt genuinely like a Left Behind. It was just like, what's happening? And I remember how silent Baba got. I can't remember what he said exactly. But my brain was just like, okay. I guess something's happening. But it's that thing of where is Shiko? And I think it was one of those, you know, sometimes these things happen and it we moved on. So there was no conversation had. There was no, like, I don't remember conversation being had. I just remember now we'd suddenly just started slowly with buy couches. 
curtains were being bought. You know that kind of thing. And How dining old were table. You? Mm-hmm. Eight plus eight, about eleven, I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah, I was about eleven. Okay. So about class four, no lies, five. Yeah. Because I'm always a year younger than the people in my class, mm-hmm. so five or six is where I was. Exactly. And I was just like, okay, so it's also so weird where everything else seemed normal. So like you go to school, and like nothing has changed in school. But then every time you come home, it feels like there's a gap. Because like now, for example, for me, it used to be like, you're ex- you used to be so excited when we come home from school. Like just mad hype. So the house is so quiet. Mm. And then like, it's just trying to figure out the new normal. So like, okay, who's cooking? Because the house help, I think, had gone with you guys to Westlands. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so we come now from school and start figuring out. Because now us guys used to wash our uniform normally. That had been a thing like mom had instilled in our nini. So it's that thing for, you know, you come in, you're showering, you're washing things. Like Vava is cutting onions. I feel like that's why your role became more of mom where you'd be like helping in the kitchen and doing all of these things. And she was now trying to figure out that system where it's like, okay, this is how we work now. This is what our new normal is. It's the three of us. What does that look like? I remember around that time is when we finally convinced him to give us the bigger room as well because we were in the small room. <laughs> what in the juju? Okay, so the um, light just went on, guys. And then we were not like no one was near switch. Did you touch something? We were just no. talking about left behind. No, no, no. Bra- and then the Where light just went on. Where's Christian? Did we miss the trumpet? I'm just like Damn. What's happening? Um, it's it's normal. So what happened is when me and Christian painted our room, and for those of you listening, obviously because we're not doing video, um, me and Christian painted like all our walls white and then we have an accent black wall and if you've seen any of our clips on instagram that's pretty much where we film so our fan originally was a brown color and it didn't fit the aesthetic of the room so <laughs> listen you this is my home design <laughs> so <laughs> me and christian just went to home depot and like bought it for really cheap i think it's like it was less than a hundred dollars and then we put it in there but then when christian was putting it up there like he did something wrong (laughs) (laughs) so it can't be removed and you know there's like different channels you can put your fan on different channels so i think when he put it up we are on the same channel as our neighbor So our neighbor probably hates us because literally like when we turn our thing on, sometimes their thing will also trip. So we we haven't discussed it with them. But sometimes like at 2 a.m. the light will go on and then I'll put it off and then they'll put it on again. And it will like battle for like four times. Yeah, it's intense. But we would change the channel if Christian didn't mess it up. It just can't be changed. So wow. when we're opening that thing, it's replacing the whole thing. Wow. Anyway, sorry. Okay. My carpentry scared the hell so out of my sister. So until the neighbor puts off the light, then we're... If you put it off, wouldn't you be putting theirs off also? It's okay. I don't care. Dang. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, neighbor, if you're listening. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Not you taking my neighbor's side. This is a war. This is a battle. 
um that you started <laughs> okay um like we're in the colonialism anyway <laughs> um so yeah i feel like it was just trying to figure out the new normal but yeah. also i feel like a lot of that time my brain blocked out because you went you're in class eight then right no were you in class seven yeah okay so that means i was in class five I feel like I don't remember a lot of what happened until you were in high school. That's a coping mechanism, by yeah, the way. Yeah, for sure. Because my brain, like I told you guys, I'm the one who remembers everything. But sometimes my brain there's is just channels, like... There's patches of your life that are missing. Yeah. So when it's like extreme trauma, where I'm just like, this was a bad time. Okay, turn it off. Put it in the box. Stand in that corner. Thank you. Close room. Close door. That can stay in that part of my hair brain. I don't want to ever, you know. I wish I had that mind control. Like, I think, yeah, because I'm very good at, um, like, compartmentalizing. compartmentalizing things in my brain. So I can have, like, my world crumbling and be like, okay, I can't deal with this now. I will deal with it later. Which is a good thing sometimes, but sometimes it's the devil. Yeah. So um, I feel like that's what I've done with that part of it. But I feel like certain memories I remember, like us going for dinner at other people's, the neighbors' houses. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> but yeah, like us going for dinner at the neighbors' houses makes sense that you are there because, like, you can't have been in boarding school. You know what I mean? Because you were in all those memories. So that I remember. I remember, like, how we had to adjust. Like now, some of the neighbors had kids who came to our school, so having to adjust now the who's speaking, who dropping, who type thing. I remember that's when like some family friends of ours who also their kids had just joined. That's the year they joined Hospital Hill. Mm-hmm. And so we started doing like a couple thing with them as well. And we'd hang out with them all the time. Hold on, I'm curious Humo. of what Nyam's experience was in so, this whatever. If yeah. she even remembers these things. I feel like this part she remembers. I feel like this is where... Her memory ended. All Let's of her, her brain power Let's ask her. is still here. <laughs> and after that, she's just like, can't do beginning. it. A very good place to start. Hey, what? <laughs> On demand harmonies? Wow. Okay. Great. So, um, what I, I remember a lot of the before. Uh, before the separation um, and things weren't great quite frankly um, so to be honest in a strange way it had been coming but you know also any anyway there's some things you understand also when you have been married and you have been in fights back and forth but there used to be a lot of this um in in a melee or in a wow English. in a melee in a manida sentimental that's Girl. the only thing I know about that so that's in uh, a mini oh, what did she say was in a fight oh melee oh sure <laughs> okay. wow Sorry. so um it would always feel like that would be the outcome at every fight so I was quite frankly expecting a separation or oh, it would always happen that you know things were thick then it's like explosive then it's like actually we don't have to be together and move on now without i don't know that i'm able to process all of that on the podcast but there was in that time before a lot of 
um, how do you say, like, it was a toxic environment. Mm. So it always felt expected that this could be an outcome in my in my view. Um, but at the same time, because there had been always like this back and forth of so much fighting, when it did finally happen, in my mind, I was like, it's short term. It's just going to be like two weeks. You know how even, you know, your friends who are in relationships. So you've been in a relationship, you kosana, and then you're like, I'm out. Me when I leave By the way, it, just FYI. And then next week. And then next week, it's like, yo, so um, let's work on this thing or that kind of thing. Um, so because there was like a back and forth. In my mind, I was like, okay, yeah, this one is the most dramatic one yet. But, um, see, this is our cycle. So, it's it's like maybe this time will be a month yeah. uh, and then it will be back. But, I must say... Wait, were there times before that? It was maybe just like for a night oh, okay. here and there. And what it would be disguised as like... Camping. Camping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so trips were taken. Yeah, or like bags were packed hell of a lot of times. Um yeah, and we were always at our cousin's place, you know. So there there are many things that maybe I have more memories of because I was older or even sometimes like it being like really intense in a moment and me having to take you guys away to be like let's play or you know let's not think about this or that kind of thing so it's one of the things i've had to process in therapy and after that in as much as it was maybe expected it was also somewhat of a relief for me um because i was like oh finally let's just have like some peace um because and it wasn't that it was explosive fighting it would be like beef and then like long awkward strange energy like negative vibes silent treatments you know just like oh just that awkwardness so in as much as it broke my heart i was also like oh maybe the uh, God, this is for the best, which is also a tough place to be in as a child. How old were you? Like, I was thirteen. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. Let um, your neighbor prosper. Let your neighbor prosper. No, it's a battle. You so, can't give up. Um. Yeah. So in in that sense, I felt it was difficult, but it was also expected, and at the same time, a relief. Um, I think I had borne a lot of responsibility in that season that I really didn't feel. I was like, maybe now I can be a child. Uh, but surprise! You are about to be a mother. Um, yeah, so my my experience of it, and it's interesting that there's some things I remember more clearly than others. Um so like I remember, you know, so I feel like maybe you are also being sheltered from the conversations, but maybe because I was older, I was being given the conversation. So um, I, I remember being told um, by mom that night that we were in Westlands that we will never come back to Westlands and that she and Shiko will never come back to Upper Hill. 
so i remember that first day of school just being like a blur of what is the meaning of this what like so now um and then also when we get home um i feel like i just remember that talk sitting on chico's bed there's a conversation as well about i'm going to need you to step up um and just like help more Um, that breaks my heart yeah so i I didn't feel like it was a pressure situation, but it was just like you're going to have to help your sister through this and just like be an example or you know, so it was like wake up early, do my homework, like Oh my gosh, that's you so know, much just pers- like that's why Yeah. So that is absolutely right. For me, I think it changed me to be like hella more responsible. I was just like super conscious of every action that i had and how it was either helping or hurting the situation oh God, that explains um, you so much more yeah so and maybe when we get down to like the points of what advice or what thoughts we would give to people in this same situation i'll be able to vocalize it better but i just always felt like um I have to make this as easy as possible for everyone so a big part of what I need to do is make everyone happy or disappear. Like there are already so many problems in this situation. I have to not be one of them. Um, so it was, hmm, it was sad, but I didn't feel like I needed the time to process because I was like, okay, now it's action time. Um, I have to be like, getting good grades i have to wake up early so i can wake gadoni up you know just like we needed to continue with structure there was a lot more responsibility when we get back home in the evening and of course there was traffic so sometimes we'd come home late which is why we would end up spending a lot of time there's a lot of neighbors and people who just generally uh, at that time stepped in to just like kind of help um it was a bit jarring um but i think at the same time there wasn't constant communication or conversation around it so it was basically everyone figuring out their own vibe and situation um along the way um so i i felt yeah it i think a lot of my childhood and at the same time, I don't really think you're a child at 13, but for sure I was like, I just have to be more responsible. Um, but based on this story, you hadn't been a child even before 13. That is also true uh, so. because of how things had. I, I just felt like I was already big sister, but like protective uh, when it was, when things were getting thick. But then now I was like, oh, I really have to step up my game as well because now I have to support um, my dad and I really have to be there for Gadoni as well. Um, so, yeah, that was Ooh. my experience. Of <laughs> it's wild, man. Yeah. That's a lot. It's heavy. Yeah. Yeah, That's I was going to be like, were you affected, like, outside of... Do you remember anything? Yeah, actually? I do. 
I was just about to be so like. So the thing that yeah. was also interesting, I think the thing many people don't realize is that um, school can also be really brutal. Um, so yeah. it was known, you know, people speak, and this is the thing now that uh, we would come to find out later, is it becomes that, okay, oh, you guys don't have a mom anymore. Or how come you don't get dropped by your mom? Or, you know, there's like weird conversations that you're not really equipped to have, um, which also kind of made me a bit of a recluse because I was like, I'm not able to address what people ask. And children, I think, can be the most mean, especially in those like early teen um, situation so I wasn't really interested in and that's around the time when you're starting to have like boyfriends and crushes and you know sneaking away to kiss in this one place where people would kiss you know but in 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 my experience now I was feeling like I don't have time for that like me I have responsibilities so I don't have the interest or time to deal with what everyone else is dealing with. I just remembered your crush's name. <laughs> I don't know why that's the kind of things that are in my brain. But I don't think I had a crush at that time. I didn't have I didn't have a crush. But the thing about it is, you know, that age is also when people are pitting you against someone else. Or people are like, this is the person that likes you. Or, you know, like... I've been told to tell you that he likes you. Oh, but look, he has kissed someone else. So you're not so great after all. But I was just like, Mary, I don't have time. I don't have time for all of this as well. You're preparing for KCPE. Sorry, KCPE. And that's like the exam that you're taught will make or break your future. It um, pretty much determines what high school you go to. It determines what, mm. what high school you go to, what uh, opportunities you have in the future. And I remember feeling like so messed up, so overwhelmed. I remember when I did my, because you had to do your like indexing exam first. So yeah, then the now you get an index eight. number. And I remember my index number was 99 and I felt like a failure because I was like, but I didn't have time to prep for the exam. I remember feeling like I was fighting for my life yeah so mm. but because of it and people knew i was smarter than that i just it felt so heavy um in that way as well but i was like i, I have to make it out i have to fight this is like i'm um, i'm in the fight for my success in the future yeah. and i can't let this um get in the way so um, I feel like there was the aspect of also dealing with school, with people talking about the situation or having had through the grapevine or through other parents telling their children or telling them, you know, that's initially we were the, the children who had a stepmother. And then now we were like the children whose stepmother doesn't even live there anymore. You have a single dad, you know, like, and your girls. It was just, it was a lot to to process and think through yeah um so yeah that's that's where i was at wow dang that's a lot the most hey and you sure hi and how old were you <laughs> um so when all this was happening i was about three three when we moved out mm. um I don't know why i remember a lot from the ages three to five i even remember some when we still lived in the house mm-hmm. because 
I remember fights mm-hmm. and I would cry, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I would cry and cry and cry because I didn't like the raised voices. It would be her who'd be sent to pick you. And guess what? Nyam would be there grabbing me mm-hmm. and taking me upstairs mm-hmm. to calm me down with mm-hmm. you. And I remember the double decker beds upstairs. Yeah. You remember that with the other bed on the other side? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Oh my god! Yeah. The all and they, it was all wood. I just remember a lot of wood yeah. um, from that room, and that being like our safe haven almost. Mm. And um, yeah, so we could still hear stuff going on. And I know sometimes I, I don't know. It's so bizarre because I was so small, but like I remember these little things that I would do to try and figure out what's going on. So like I would be like, okay, I need to go to the bathroom and we'd have to walk across the hallway. Mm. But there was something wrong with that bathroom. I don't know if it was the door or like it had a it was it a leak or something like that. Or it wasn't filling properly or something like that. It didn't have water so we used to that house. It had a bucket. We had a bucket. We had a bucket. So I don't know why I remember and that little transition you could hear how much louder it got. You Mm. know what I mean? And I don't know. It was just a really sad time. And then I remember the conversation Gavani was talking about where we were all sat on the bed in Westlands. When you said it is when I remembered. Because we were all there and we were told, like, us guys are not going back to that house and you guys are not coming back to this house. And it was just really sad. I feel like we all slept in that room on the twin bed. You guys were on the twin bed together. Um, what, I think it? what we did is, you know, your bed used to have like oh, the yeah, double yeah. thing, so, so we, we split removed, it. Yeah, and so instead of having the mattress and the thing, we just moved the mattress down. Yeah, and then we had the two yeah. things. Yeah, and um, after that, like I just remember being really, like my life pretty much changed mm. because when I think about it, like I would come home to no one. The house help would be there, so it would be just me and the house help. Mm. And later on, you guys would not be coming home because obviously I used to always, I still went to school at that age, mm. but I would come home early. A lot earlier, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was really sad. So I had to figure out how to entertain myself, mm. how to make friends because we had moved from where you guys lived in Upper Hill. But there were only a few houses there. So mm. everyone kind of knew everyone. Yeah, yeah. You knew that one has the bitchy mom. This one has like, <laughs> you know what I That's mean? That's true. You That's knew true. all yeah, the yeah. people you could talk to or whose mom mm. is whatever. Um, but which then kids were allowed to, to play outside. Which exactly. <laughs> and then moving to Westlands where that um, estate that we moved to is mm-hmm. so much bigger. And it's like apartment style too. So it's not like... Like, you have to go to the parking lot to play. It's not like you have just one next-door neighbor or whatever it is. Yeah. So I was like, okay, go, how am I going to start trying to make friends and whatever? And I feel like that whole experience um, kind of brought me, like, a lot of the personality that I have now, too. Mm-hmm. Because... I kind of had to go get it myself if I wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no one was going to make friends with me unless I went. Because I was now a single child. You know, it's not like you're going yeah, to school. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure even you, Gazoni, when you went to high school, Nyam was in Form 3. So your transition was probably easier because you had a sister who was in an older grade. 
You also know what because I, mean? I only hung out with her. The, my throw was when she left, and I was just like, "Shit, I have to make friends now in form three. But the I don't thing know these is, people. you're also now <laughs> yeah, at yeah, an yeah. advantage because you're a further senior, along. Right, you know right, what right, I mean? Yeah, that's but true. for me, I'm just kind of like, okay, if I want friends, I have to go put myself out there. So I would play in the parking lot and everything. And I remember um, my cousins would come around all the time, but then all my cousins at this point were boys. Mm. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so they would be doing all these boy things, and I would try and join them or whatever. And they would always make fun of me because I could not do it as well as them. Yeah, just because they were older than me too. Yeah, and um, so it always made me feel like I had to like push myself a lot you to be to out be the there. Yeah, yeah. I have to be the best, and I have to, I don't know, be more social or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that continued. Because we didn't move into, um, you guys didn't move back into the house. I didn't come back. Like, yeah. we already talked about uh, when things became normal-ish. Yeah. Um, but from three to five, I was given false promises. Mm. I was fed a lot of, oh, they're coming for your birthday. Mm. Oh, shit. They must have not made it. Mm. And it's just, it was just little things like that, that I wasn't sure. Like, in until today, I still don't know if it w- I was being fed bullshit or if, or it, was if just, it was it was really like y'all just never showed well on our side we already knew that we were never going to come it was like an it wasn't like non like a negotiable yeah it was like your birthday would come we would feel sad but we would know that we can't go yeah and i remember one year maybe trying to be like we should go and spend the night at the cousin's house because they were invited. because they we could go with them but it was just very clear that that was not an option wow yeah um but anyway damn yeah so that's yeah wow <laughs> yeah so but i don't know if i was bullied in school but then for me i think it played in different ways so it's not really i don't feel like i so consciously the effects of it when i was younger i feel more the effects of it now that i'm more conscious about what it is my life is like that makes sense so i don't know that when i was young it's like i didn't get bullied in school by anyone or i blocked it out if i was (laughs) you know what i mean yeah because i have also realized when it comes to trauma i'm not an expert blocker outer yeah i'm just like it doesn't make i'm removing it mine reacted in the opposite way because i realized it like way up younger like mm-hmm. how it made me and how strong-willed i had to be mm-hmm. like in schools i was both on i've been on the receiving end of bullying and i have sometimes gone Bullied. a little too far with some people too yeah you know what i mean so yeah. it's it, go, it goes both ways i think i just also immersed myself in like a lot more um activities and things um i didn't want to have a lot of room for conversation um so i played basketball i did everything i could do um it's interesting that you've used the word bullying is because i would have never called it that which also kind of makes me sad but in in at that time i just thought it was an accurate observation of my life yeah but they were being mean about it so they were bullying so and I don't, I guess so. But, but I also you know, think it's ignorance too. It's because ignorance. Because I received it too. Like, you know, I, they would be like, 
oh she's from single parent house and you know at that day and age we were being taught about like the oh, different kinds of families, of families. nuclear family <laughs> nuclear family extended, extended family, family. a nuclear is... family has a mom dad and two children it was always exactly. two exactly and children. for me being in school and that's like early 2000s like oh, kids yeah, are still so being like, like what is a single, single parent so is your dad um is dead? your dad is Did your dad dead? die? Is your mama widower? Because we're being taught all those words. Yeah. Is she a know? widow? Is she a widower? Which one is the one who is a guy? Widow is a guy. No, widow is a w- woman. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Yes, widow is a woman. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they would say to me. And I'm just kind of like, that's so rude. So I feel like in Nyam's case too, for sure, I'm not those say- kids are being like true. So I'm not saying that. Oh, excuse me. Burp right in the whatever. I don't know what it is we both had. But yeah. I'm not saying that it's not... I, I get it. Because, yes, they were being ignorant and they didn't know. But also, I feel like it's the same way if someone as an adult tells you some shit that hurts you and they were being ignorant, it doesn't stop them from being a bully. So what I realize is never how I intend the communication to be done. It's how the communication is received. So if it made you... Because fe- she said I had I felt like I needed to become reclu- recluse and like move myself away from things and become like that quiet person move away don't like don't be seen don't be heard then yeah. that way they won't pick on me that's bullying straight yeah, yeah. So, so yeah i guess that's now another thing i have to process in therapy <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i feel like um there's just a general insensitivity and it's the same way like many people would be like single parent but even when you're taught about single parent homes Sorry, it's always a mom yeah, so then there's navigating a single parent home with a dad, with girls, which now it's so odd, which is why I was saying that sometimes we would even be called for speaking engagements or things like that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, anyway, okay. at the end of the day, um, that's kind of where we were at. Uh, are you guys able to kind of give... Is, points on what you feel people should be considering if they're yeah if you're in this situation um from the from the uh parent perspective or if you are going through a divorce and you have kids is there a way that you feel you can help someone who would be going through or what points would you would you raise i would say first um if you're not sure you should get a divorce and you're staying because of the children, don't. Because sometimes you don't realize, like we're telling you, a lot of the effects of what you're fighting and being quiet. Sometimes it's not that you're actually fighting and shouting. It's just the energy around you is completely off and completely affects the children. We have to be like on our toes. It's that thing of, I don't know if I should open the door because if I open the door, then is it going to be okay? I don't know if it's okay. It's that thing you think that your silence and awkwardness is better or living apart or just you know like how people go about their businesses yeah where it's like you're in the same room but you don't talk and like honestly i think and i don't know that i talk for all children but it's healthier for you to be apart and figure yourselves out than stay together and be toxic because I feel like you don't realize for you, you're like, we're staying together for the children, they'd rather their parents be in the same house. And I'm sure some children feel that way, but it's just 
the effect of it when you're older the things that you find yourself worrying about when people raise their voices and like you're triggered or when you walk into a room and you feel that energy and it's almost like a panic attack is happening it's just like i need to fix it i don't know what's happening i know there's something wrong and i need to fix it that feeling Mm -hmm. is not one i want a child to ever feel you know what i mean because i know i've had to do a lot of work around it Mm -hmm. so if you're going to fight um and or if you think you're staying together for the kids don't Mm -hmm. just leave leave each other and figure that out and let the children figure it out take them to therapy also because they have had you fight even when you think they don't know they have so um spend some money save money and take them to therapy even if they act and behave like they're okay because like nyam said she was doing everything that was right she was she passed her exam okay in class eight and she went to a good school but she was traumatized so (laughs) pay for the therapy even when the children look like they're okay yeah so you've given two points i would say that was also on my list in terms of don't stay for the children because that tension is more toxic than um the actual separation or leaving um and it puts a lot of pressure on the child to make sure everyone is okay uh, which I don't think any child should be in the position to. Um, and of course, this depends on what age your children are. I mean, I, I, I figure if you're more mature when your parents are leaving one another, maybe the ball game is different. So this we're talking about based on the ages that we were or that kind of experience. Shiko, what do you have to say? Whew, okay, so mine is... Regardless of how much you try to hide the situation, kids know. Mm. So communicate, communicate, communicate. Mm. Um, we weren't really told what divorce was or anything like that. Mm-hmm. We were just told you're not going back to this person's house and this person is not going back to your house. Mm-hmm. And that's the last we heard about it. Everything I heard after that was from people who would come to the house and I'm in the bedroom playing or whatever it is, but I'm overhearing all the conversations Mm -hmm. about everything that's going on, you Mm. know, and people acting weird around you too. You know what I Mm. mean? Um, Being kicked out of rooms because adults need to talk, Mm -hmm. but obviously when you kick a kid out, they w- they're more curious, you know. Yeah. They're more <laughs> determined. They're like, oh, so what are you guys We're going talking to still about? Listen to all you know, I'll pretend that I'm playing in the corner with my toy and so invested, but mm. trust and believe I'm listening to what you're saying. And then um, you're the one going through a divorce, but everything you do affects your children too. So mm. it's almost like they're going through a divorce too, you know. Mm-hmm. You're literally splitting their parents. Um, which can be very devasca- devastating to some kids. In our situation, we felt like that was the best thing. <laughs> that was the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like we still have trauma from it. So imagine not explaining anything to your kid and just letting them walk through it. Like it's it's crazy. Yeah. Sorry, I have one more. Okay. So you can just go and then I'll I'll. Yeah, and then I'll also do the other one. I'll do one after Put you. your pride aside for the children. Because uh, your pride will end up hurting the children in the long run. Mm. And What does that mean? That We both know. Sorry, guys. Why are you saying both? 
we all know mm-hmm. i'm like why <laughs> did you look at nyam and say both we all know that there is a lot of pride in our parents situation mm-hmm. you know and some things would have been easier for us if that pride was put aside mm-hmm. i feel like our story would have been so much different like it sounds so bizarre and dumb to compare it to like how the kardashians handle matters <laughs> but when i tell you like expert yeah yeah their expert level like let's not talk about this and bash each other on the internet like mm. how many people are we seeing on the shade room every day airing their dirty linen in public you know what i mm. mean like look how kanye <laughs> went in on kim and that woman kept her mouth quiet for her children tristan and chloe that guy is out of his mind the pits <laughs> the pits exactly but yet that woman will never bash him as much as she needs to leave him already she never bashes him on the internet you know what i mean for the children hmm. i just wish there was a better co-parenting um structure it would have definitely taken off some ease off of you i feel like yeah um and it would have helped our relationships like it's not cool to start learning your sister at the age of oh, eight, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. you know mm. when she turns 18 and we're allowed to hang out that's not cool like i'm glad our relationship is where it is today but that's that's not how it should be yeah um point point uh so i think both of you have kind of covered some of the points that i had wanted to raise in terms of um my first point was just you have to invest in therapy for your children because um i've had the benefit of also i don't know that i would call it a benefit but i have also been through a divorce so i'm i'm aware from the parent perspective or the grown-up how do you say like from the relationship perspective of what that could go in that situation you're also just fighting for yourself and this is where you have to kind of separate your parent as the person versus the parent as the parent now of course i didn't have children so i don't have that additional thing to think about but i do believe that sometimes even if you are unable to talk to your children about it that does not mean that they should not have an avenue to speak to someone about it um and so uh this is why therapy is important yeah Yeah? so you might still be processing the situation whether you feel like you're a failure whether you thought things would go out differently whether you still think that there could be hope for the situation uh even if maybe not now uh, maybe you think that this possibly reconciliation in your future um but those are things that you still haven't figured out and so can't communicate to your child um nonetheless you have to if you will not be open to having them communicate their feelings and their views in the there and now give them the opportunity to have that experience with someone else and that is why i am a big proponent of therapy because that would be a safe space yeah I feel like even if you're going to hear them out, give them therapy. Because I feel like in your listening to them, they'd be a bias based on your position That's that you true. might not be able to see beyond. So, Which we all went through as well. Yeah. So, therapy. 
therapy is imperative um if you are in uh i would say not even at the point of separation and divorce if you are having fights uh if you have a toxic environment in your home where you are considering the like you're in a make or break situation please on that therapy or like fighting whatever you just reminded me of something someone very close to me and i don't want to expose it on this podcast said that when their parents fight they would always reconciliate that's how you say that word reconciliate reconcile <laughs> <laughs> you're right they would always reconcile in front of the children mm. and explain to them so m- mom did this dad was unhappy this is what you saw but you know what we've talked about it we're moving on we've apologized to each other mm-hmm. and blah 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 yeah. because i feel like it's almost naive to think that as a parent you'll never fight in front of your children but it oh, teaches you know your I children mean? how to fight yeah, yeah i think learning, give them a yeah, chance to, to learn to how to fight a hundred percent healthy fight so because i feel like you'll always fight but a healthy fight is important uh-huh. because then what happens is it's not the situation for me where it's you shouted i can't hear you i've shut down it's a situation where you can shout and i can realize this shouting is not me this shouting is you are angry it is not a it's not me who's doing it it is your emotion you know what i mean like i can't remove myself from your reaction but then not being able to learn how to fight makes it feel like i did something and so it feels like an attack it almost. just helps raise emotionally intelligent kids it honestly does. you're right um so the other thing that i feel is so important is your relationship issues are your relationship issues yeah do not talk to your children trash about your partner this is like the most it seems so basic but um i think it's the thing that i've spoken to so many people about uh your child loves both their parents mm-hmm. and when you put them in a situation where you're telling them all the shit that your partner has put you through mm-hmm. you're affecting their view of that person um and even though you feel like your child should know the truth about their father or their mother or how terrible they are as a person i would encourage you to refrain from sharing that with them i always say you know what your child will continue to have a relationship with that person and if they are entirely very terrible your child will experience that for themselves and be able to make this determination and be like actually yeah you know what uh that guy's an asshole my mom is shit yeah so i just feel like uh and and maybe these are tools maybe there should be like a co-parenting class somewhere not maybe to be honest like but le- you should go to two years of university because i'll tell you what it does is it puts you under pressure as a child to trash talk with the parent that you're with in that moment because you want that parent to feel supported yeah you want them to know that you you have their back that you're on their side 
But then what you end up doing is saying some things or agreeing with some things that make you feel so guilty later and being like, maybe I have prejudged my other parent. And then what happens is you go to the other side and you're also there bashing the other parent um, in that same enthusiasm because you feel like that's what your parent needs to be okay. So please, if you are going through a divorce, do not discuss how you feel about your partner with your child. You have girlfriends, you have your boys. Please, that is what they are there for. And when your girlfriends and boys are around there, please be cautious about if your children are around. Yeah. Because all that bashing session, do it at a place where your children are not around. Being Them being in another bedroom, <laughs> ain't it. Ain't it. Yeah, and then now the other thing on that as well is once you've decided to divorce, the decision or the relationship your child chooses to have with anyone involved is not yours to determine or to control, okay? So if he was an asshole, correct, don't stop your child from seeing him even though you hate him. It's not your position to control that relationship. Now, if it's something that's violent, I get that protect your child but i'm like if it's just i'm going to keep you away because i'm in my feelings don't do that okay don't get mad at your children because oh you went to hang out with these people and you know that they did this to me that is not your child's responsibility it is the two of you who had a like the two of you decided to get married the two of you decided to divorce anyone outside of the two of you how they dealt with it you can't control in the same way no one could control how it is the two of you met and divorced or did whatever it is separated fought whatever mm-hmm. don't expect to have control over all the other relationships now it might suck like nyamo saying this person might have been the greatest a-hole in your life but you know what there's sometimes a separation between being a great parent and being a great spouse. Not everyone who's a great parent is a great spouse. Mm. And so you might have experienced someone who's an asshole facts, Ooh, say that again, but they're please. an amazing parent. So you can't Dang. affect how this child sees the parent because on that level, they haven't failed. It's not your responsibility to control that relationship. So if the child wants to be friends with insert parent here, mother, father, other father, other mother, we have to be, you know, <laughs> inclusive. inclusive. <laughs> It's not your job, like, even if they decide, okay, other mother got married, other father got married, and they're suddenly friends with this other person. No, they're not replacing you. No, it's not It's not that. So you can't control ev- anyone else's reaction to what it is that happened. The only thing you can control is yourself. So if you feel the need to control anyone else, you're wrong, and you will lose. But let me bring another dynamic to your question, Gadoni, because my thought process is... What if the other parent, what if one parent is only providing financially? Should finances be a determining factor or is it just violence? So no, I'm saying if it's safety, if it's a safety issue. No, I know about the safety thing, but I'm just saying like what from a, let's look at it from a monetary level. Okay. I, so, so. I guess what Chico is asking is, should the child be made aware that their parent is not providing for them? No, because again, it's one of those things where I feel like what I would say not no. Not should the parent be made known, but is that enough cause 
for one parent not to like restrain a relationship because i don't know if it's in the sense that i feel like it's not your responsibility as a child again in this so my my thing in that sense would be as a parent if you're my child and your father mother is meant to be paying me money and they're not paying me money you don't need to know about that because oh, i yeah, have yeah. ways That's that fair. i can go mm-hmm. and figure it out if i need to go to court go to court if i need to have a conversation this person have a conversation if i need not... to go and bring someone else in i bring someone else in but it's not your responsibility because if we were together would they have come to you if we couldn't buy food no mm. so why is it suddenly your responsibility now that we are apart mm. so i don't think at any point anything that is your relationship of the two of you should be involved with the children because i feel like that's one of the things that now comes into bashing and things like that mm. so they might not be providing but here's the thing you will always find out they were not providing you know yeah. what i mean i don't have to come and tell you oh my god he never gave me money oh my You'll god she never gave out. We always know the thing about children is and I wish parents understood this they know so much more than you think they do. Yeah. So your child will figure it out without you telling them. And the thing is if the child has made a determination where they feel like this person is my person, mm. you telling them might have an adverse effect to what it is that's happening. That's why the child's like I want to go and live with my dad. I want to go I hate you. Now that's not necessary. So my thing is whatever it is your relationship is and your reaction to the other person is yours don't try and control anyone else don't try and stop like if your sister wants to do god knows what let the, like yeah i get it it's i think the measure you have given is a good one that if that is something that you are not bringing your child into when you are together yeah. it does not then follow that because you are apart they That's should definitely. now become uh a part of this greater conversation mm-hmm. on what is is happening and if you're involving them when you are together um <laughs> maybe go for a parenting class <laughs> <laughs> go to therapy <laughs> uh any other points no i think we've covered it all do you guys have any other points No, I think all of mine have also been covered. I just want to put an emphasis on therapy. Yeah. Um I think we've covered it from the child perspective, so make sure your child is in therapy, but I also believe you need to be in therapy. Yeah. Um because it will help you delay uh, not have a delayed reaction. I think sometimes the 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 impact of these kinds of decisions can last years and years um and i think all of us have had some kind of uh inclination as to or indication into how this has affected you personally uh for example like for me people pleasing is something that i've had to work actively to break but because it is something that i felt i needed to do for everything to be okay um so there there are like deeper things that end up happening throughout your life or your child's life um that if you do not sort for yourself um or your children are not having the environment or the tools uh to process then it can be difficult so uh prayer <laughs> is good because i think many people will re- result or resort to prayer but i'm saying um practically also 
therapy or counseling if you feel more comfortable with that term and with a clinically trained professional. Please say that again for the people in the back. With a clinically trained professional. Oh, that again mean? in the name of Jesus. Praise him with a clinically trained professional. Glory. Yeah. Did you hear the organ? It is not enough to have life experience to help someone through this. I believe it is important for you to have the study. Yeah, you would not yeah. go to and not just a random ass course. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't go you don't not a when you're sick who, you go to a doctor. Yeah, not a pastor who got certificate in counseling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People have been targeted here. But yeah, it's no, the I'm truth. Sorry, yeah. I agree. Um it is okay for you to look for a clinically trained professional who, who shares, shares your, your faith, faith views. Thank you. If that is what you prefer. But uh, it is important for for you to to get the appropriate tools that would help guide you on on this journey. And that's not to mean that once like there's no fix. I don't think this is also, one thing that you have. Also, we're not saying that pastors can't be trained. Okay, we're not attacking them. We don't want hey, you guys to come I and tell us. Okay. You know, that's not what is happening here. But there is a difference. Yeah. So there's a difference but what i was saying in terms of the fix is i think even if you're in therapy and you've been processing all these things there are bound to be hurts and missteps as you progress with life still in that new environment of blendedness mm-hmm. of um processing the hurt the disappointment the the navigation of your life whether it's on the professional front uh, or in school like we've covered uh, so even with all these steps that we have given you it doesn't mean that now it will be smooth sailing but i think you would be better placed to to kind of be able to navigate it for yourself and hopefully find healing as as you go along yeah and i feel like therapy also gives you the languages the language the language to communicate like what it is whether to your children what's happening whether to yourself what you should be thinking through and processing whether to your new spouse co-parent or whatever it is i feel like therapy allows you to process and then have the like the tools that you need so yeah. from communication to all of those things that you would need. Hey, we can go on and on and on, honestly, about the benefits yeah. of therapy and how it's been great to us. Maybe that's for another episode where we can share like our journey with therapy and everything. Yeah. Because, um, and maybe even have a therapist absolutely. kind of chime in to some of these things that we're saying because we're speaking from experience. A hundred percent. And when we talk about therapy, we've gone through. Um, We've all gone through therapy before. Mm-hmm. Some of us are still in therapy today. Mm-hmm. Um, and just as an FYI, we all took ourselves into therapy. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us need to go back. It was therapy. never placed upon us as a child or yeah. anything. Yeah. We, these were all conscious decisions that decisions, decisions that we it. made um, as adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So 
Yeah, this has been a good one, I feel. Yeah. So hit us up. Let us know what your thoughts are. Is there something we said maybe that you've never thought of before? Is there something you felt was helpful? If you are a parent and you disagree with some of the things that we have said or you hold a different opinion, we'd also really love to hear from you. And how you can reach out to us is at OKKiasi on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Or you can write us an email at OKAYKI. (laughs) A-S-I. <laughs> okay, Kiasi at gmail.com. Yeah. So, like always, I'm Shiko. I'm Nyam. I'm Gadoni. And thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.